Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Cartevera, a leadership development ecosystem that helps you grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. This is episode six, and today's title is Stop Networking, Simple Shift to Transition from Transactional Networking to Relational Connecting. Craig and I are going to be talking about one of our favorite topics today, networking, at least when it's done well and right. We're going to be talking about going into it with the giver's mindset. We're going to talk about our approach and how we achieve the three no's, K-N-O-W-S. We're going to talk about how to be sticky in your networking. Most important, we're going to talk about how to be a resource in your networking process and in building your relationship. We're also going to talk about how important it is to build your network before you need it. So get ready to be inspired and actionized with new ideas to have immediate impact in your networking and most importantly, your relationship building. Welcome to the Impact Leadership Podcast, where we explore leadership, business, and personal growth to help you grow your business and live a richer life. We're your hosts, Jeff Dishwitz and Craig Matthews. We believe that leaders have to put their people first. And if you don't have time to grow your people, then you're not leading. Get ready for conversations that will challenge your thinking and help you transform your leadership and your business. Welcome to your bigger business and bigger life. So today we're talking about a topic that is near and dear to Craig Matthews and my heart, which is networking. Yes. Well, actually, it's near and dear to our heart when it's done well. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when it's not done well, it's a word that actually in many circles I've stopped using because it's become associated with the way people do it just doesn't work. And I actually had times where I've refrained from using the word because it, to me, has gotten such a negative connotation because so many people are doing it poorly. Yeah, I've seen some really bad examples of networking where people walk into a room, they, they hand you a business card and say, oh, great to meet you. And they walk off and they go to somebody else. That's, that's what I call the shooting star. <laughs> yeah, I love those people. Not, <laughs> you know, and it happened, you know, it's funny, it's shocking that it still happens because today I guess I'm surprised, but I, I tend to go to a lot of events recently, you know, real quick. You know, my background is after spending 35 years living and working in Cleveland, uh, I put a lot of time and effort into building a very strong relationship network. Yeah. Uh, And early on, I did a lot of so-called networking, but it was exhausting. And for me, it was, it was high quantity, but not high quality early on. You know, I did the, I did the circuit. I did the, I'm going to have multiple breakfasts a week, multiple coffees, lunches, Uh, afternoon coffees, cocktails, dinners, events. And by the end of the week, I was exhausted. I was gaining weight. I probably (laughs) needed an AA meeting, frankly. And I really didn't have any change in my business. But it felt good because I was doing what everybody else did. It was activity. It was busyness. Very much so. And And like I said, it was what everybody else did. And I saw all the people I knew and said, oh, this must be it because we're all still doing it. Right. But when I threw that switch and the big switch for me was number one, to recognize how it really wasn't creating anything. Notice I didn't say it wasn't, I didn't say it wasn't benefiting me. Right. It wasn't creating anything. It was just a bunch of activity that it was checking a box. I was checking a box for years 
But then when I got more purposeful, more intentional and focused on relationships, then things started to happen and they weren't just happening for me. They were happening within me, within my relationships, within my connections. They started going deeper. They became more meaningful and I was showing up in a different way in the process. So let me clarify. You say that as you started building relationships, it sounded like there was a switch from networking to relationship building. What do you see as the difference between those two? The biggest ones for me is relationships are, they're about the long term, but it doesn't have to take a long time. Okay. It's about thinking like an investor as I'm investing in you, that person I'm with, and I'm, in, I'm investing in the us and what this means for us together. I started listening more and talking less. I started asking questions and you know, this is going to sound strange, but I started genuinely, I started genuinely caring about the other person. And part of it was I had just been doing what I had been told and doing what I saw everybody else do. <laughs> And that made, to me, that made sense. Well, that must be working, but it's not. And I still wonder if they get anything out of it. I've seen so many people that spend so much time networking and yet they don't have the income or the network that they really want. In other words, if I pick up the phone and I call somebody in my network, if I have the relationship and it's not just been networking, they're going to pick up the phone when I call. They're going to respond to a request to talk to somebody else and maybe help somebody in that, in my network as well. It's very different. Well, well, you know, Craig, I think the mistake I made is I never answered the important question, which is why am I networking? Because <laughs> yeah. It seemed like an obvious answer, but what I realized is when I, when I take on what I think is obvious, then that's an old perception an old way. Yeah. Because I think most people today when they network, they're really, most of the time we hear that language, it's in terms of salespeople. Right. And it's coming up from the connotation of, I'm trying to get new business. That's why I network. And, you know, a lot of that's coming from their sales managers or the leaders of organizations saying, you need to go network to get business. So they go out and they go run through the door. You know, I'm going to, you know, put me in coach. (laughs) I'm going to charge through the locker room door and go network to get new business without even thinking about what's the real why about it. So I think, you know, I think at the beginning here, let's talk a little bit, Craig, about talking about the different reasons you might network and I'll share some as well. And then after that, we'll get into why each one of us networks. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the keys, Jeff, is that when I look at my network, I have a very diverse network. I have people from all walks of life and different perspectives, people from different countries, different makeups. And so when I talk to different people, I'm going to get a different perspective, different life experiences, different stories. And it really adds so much richness to this human experience that we have. And that's fantastic as we just look at getting to know other people and building relationships. If I go into those types of relationships and I try to think of, okay, what can I get out of it? That is totally going to short circuit the the relationship building process. It's funny how you say that because you hit a thought already in my head, Craig, about you talked about what you're going to get from it. And I know I shared this story with you that I was recently getting ready to speak at a conference it was on building relationships. So a lot of people would, and that to me is what it's about relationships. Absolutely. But people would put that in the bucket of networking. And what I realized the night before, and it caused me to change the whole program is 
that most people that go out to network are doing it to get something. Right. And, and that's, I'm not saying that's bad, but we can get locked up in the getting and therefore we're no longer building relationships. It's too one sided and it is truly transactional because think about what a transaction is. I want something and I do something to get what I want. And I cited this long list at the beginning of the program. Yes, people network to get new business. Yes, people network to meet people, but then for what purpose? Um, you know, some people uh, who are looking for the next job or out of a job are networking to get the next job. But what happens is they say they're being relational because people are getting that buzzword, right? They think, oh, no, I got to be relational. I don't want to be transactional. But when they get what they want, they move on. <laughs> right. Right. So people, I've, I've had this over the years so many times, people were networking with me to get an opportunity for the next job or next position. And I tell them, look, you've got to keep networking because one of the hardest things to do is to build a network while you want to farm it. <laughs> you know, it's if you like think about the farmer, the farmer plants seeds and nurtures the soil and there's sunlight and they put water on it and then they, they can harvest it down the road. Oh, great but analogy. If, but if you're trying to network at the time you need the network, I tell them it almost always fails because you're inevitably being transactional. Yes. And so, you know, one other way I see people networking and I don't know if they do it enough is mm -hmm people who are networking to just create their tribe, you know, having a network of support, a network of friends, a network of, yes. of um, listeners, a network of challengers, a network, maybe a mastermind, but that, you know, networking and meeting people. So, you know, leaders in organizations struggle feeling alone a lot. They need a network of people they can reach out to. Absolutely. Talk to. Yeah. And I think one of the things that you and I focus on is how do we develop a network that can be of service to other people that we meet? And so we have this network of resources, different people that we have, what I think you call it the toolkit. And it's essentially, who can I introduce people to? So when I go to a networking event, if, I, if I'm trying to build a relationship with somebody, one of the questions I'm asking is, how can I help you? How can I be of service? Who are you looking for? I have a great network. If you have a question about something, I probably have somebody in my network who can solve that problem for you or can at least provide some guidance for you or may have a different perspective or some different experience that can influence the way you make your decision. And so I am very open about sharing my network if I believe that the, the person that I'm trying to make an introduction for is genuine about wanting to be of service to other people as well. And so, I, to me, that's one of the biggest things that we can do, even as leaders of our organizations. We have people who are working for us and with us who have needs, and as we have a bigger network, we're able to serve that. But let's take it even out of the business context. My sons, as they are growing in their, you know, schooling and things like that, um, my youngest son is interested in sustainable technologies. Well, my network happens to have people in solar and wind power and water generation power. And so, when I look at that, I'm able to make connections for him that could lead to jobs down the road, but I'm really trying to help him make better decisions about where he's going in the future. He can talk to people who've been 
in that industry so you can figure out, is this something I really want to do? <laughs> Short circuit, maybe five years of going down the wrong path. No, I love that, Craig. And I'm, I'm 100% with you. Uh, the phrase that just hit me was that I see too often people are going out to networking to get something yeah. versus networking to build something. Mm, and there's point. so much because building may suggest we're, you know, we're putting a foundation down. Yeah. And I want to emphasize this doesn't mean it's a slow process. It means a purposeful process. Because what I've learned is that relationships are actually an accelerant and that, you know, they can smooth the way and often help when yes. things get qu done quicker. You know, one thing that hit me a long time ago, and I read it somewhere, I share it often is, no matter what we are in our business, like what our role is or what we sell, 99.9% .9 of the time or higher, the person we're talking to doesn't need what we have right now. Right. In fact, it's a, it's a great test. I'll do it in audiences when I'm teaching this. I'll say, okay, so how many of you today need a roofer? If there's 25 people, you might get somebody no more than one. How many people need new tires? How many people need a lawyer? How many people right. need a web designer? Very few people have a need today. We're building for the time when they do have the need. Absolutely. But more importantly, what I'm building for is, like you said, that, that relational network where they can refer me, I can refer them, I can build that toolbox. That's my word, a toolbox. And what I love about it is if I have a giver's mindset, an investor's mindset, no matter where I go, everybody I meet is a potential, they're a potential addition to my toolbox. I'm making that initial impression. Do I know, like, and trust them? We all make that initial assessment. But I'm asking questions to get to know like what they do, who they do it for. So I'm thinking, where yes. do they go in my toolbox? And I'm, I'm really forthright with people. If I meet someone who does what some, if I meet someone who does something that I've got in my toolbox, I tell them, I'll say, you know what? That's really great. Um, I have a couple friends that do seem to do just that. And I'll tell you, it'd be hard for me to refer you over them. They're good friends of mine, but there might be something you do that they don't. That's a great they special. Yes. And that's, you know, that's so I'm always, I'm once I like and trust someone, I'm digging deep to try and figure out the ways I can help them and using questions that you mentioned, you know, I love the question, how can I help? Or in what ways can I help? Who can I introduce you to? Who are you looking to meet? And I often do that early in the conversation, actually. I don't often take a long time to get to that point to yeah. have that conversation. Absolutely. I think one of the other things is when people think about going to a networking event, they get all stressed out because especially the salesperson who's going in there and saying, okay, well, I got to get a sale. I got to get a sale. And so they put all this stress and pressure on themselves because they, they have a specific outcome that they're looking for. But I would say networking is not selling. In fact, it's, it's marketing at the best. The main thing is it's relationship building and you're building, like you said, for the long term, you're planting the seed, you're watering it, you're sowing that seed over time. And it's really not about, I need to get something out of it right now. It's a matter of if you step into that networking event as I am going to be of service, I am here to help other people, it takes all the pressure off. It makes it super, super easy for you to step into that place, enter into a conversation because it's not about you. It's about them. 
And then when you show that you are genuine in actually caring about what they want, it totally changes who you are in their mind. What a great example of that, Craig. We both know the story well is our mutual <laughs> friend, Dina, Dina, yes. Dina Labriola. I don't know how many years ago, probably six, seven years ago, Dina was someone I had gotten to know and Craig actually knew her as well. And I had gotten to know her through a, a working relationship, Dina, an attorney in Raleigh, North Carolina. And one thing that Dina did well that led to Craig and I getting together was she loved to do, she didn't do a lot of events, but she liked to create her own little mini connection sessions. Awesome idea. So she would not go to lunch with one person. She would have lunch and invite two or three people she knew so they could meet each other. And it was all about everybody meeting each other. There was this cross-pollination that happens. Yeah. And that happened for us at Page Road Grill. Yep. I think it was 2013. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> so that was a long time ago. Yeah. The other thing is Dina paid for everybody's lunch. She did. That's right. <laughs> and what I remember that about that is I had already been on a couple of those with Dina where I met other people. And the two things that jumped out were that Craig and I have similar hairlines. <laughs> and that this is the first time meeting Craig. I remember him getting up out of the booth to give me a hug because I'm a hugger and you're a hugger. And we gave each other a hug at our first meeting, which led to a whole discussion as I guess I think I insulted you. <laughs> that wasn't really a hug <laughs> because you didn't linger. And I'm a lingering hugger. Yeah, but not everybody's used to it. And it, it seems to me like if, if somebody else is not used to that linger, then it can be really strange. <laughs> no, that's very true. And, you know, part of that, you know, that's a funny story. And hugging seems like a funny part. But what that's really about is being our authentic self. Yeah. Because you're right. I don't, when I meet someone the first time, I generally don't give them a hug unless they seem really open to it. Mm -hmm. But what's been interesting is when I'm in a group of any size, often there's someone in the group that knows me and they'll give me a hug. And whatever <laughs> that hug was, then other people will say, Oh, can I have a hug? But they'll, you know, they'll sort of say, well, what am I not on a hugging basis? I said, bring it on. And what's interesting is, you know, me, I'm a hugger because that's who I am. Right. And, and I've been told, you shouldn't hug people in public. I've been told, Jeff, it's inappropriate to hug women in public. It's inappropriate to have the long hugs you do. I'm going to tell you, the reason I have those long hugs is because people are craving them. Oh my gosh, yes. So women, will, especially my friends, will give me really long hugs. And then friends of theirs I've never met will say, oh my God, can I have one of those? <laughs> and I will have long extended hugs with someone I've never met if they saw it and what I think they're seeing is that's safe. This guy is safe for that. Right. But the key to that is not about the hug. It's about being who we are. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, it's okay to be, it's okay to be who you are. And if you're a jerk, that's okay too. Cause why not let people <laughs> know early? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, I'll tell you one of the things that the shooting star that I mentioned earlier misses out on is they miss out on those hugs because they're not hanging around long enough to get that kind of a relationship. And, you know, frankly, it, it hurts. And you talked about the whole issue of quantity versus quality. I mean, if you go into a networking event and you say, okay, I'm going to meet 10, 20 people, I think you're, you're in for a 
for no, nothing. You're not going to get anything out of there of any worth. If you go in there and say, I'm going to talk to one or two people that I don't know, and I'm going to get to know them. I mean, I remember hanging out with one person for an hour in a networking event. I got to know that person. I got to understand who they were, what they were up to, what their needs were in life, who their family was, all sorts of different things. It's not just about the business. You know, Jeff and I talk about on the, the rest of the podcast, when people come to work, they're bringing their whole selves. When somebody comes to a networking event or they, they come to a place where you're going to meet them, they're a whole person. So don't just ask about the business side. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors. The Impact Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Cartavera. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, resources, events, and a community to help you grow. At Cartavera, we believe that you can't grow a business bigger than you, that your company is limited by your growth. We blend personal growth with leadership, team, and business growth to give you a single place to grow your people, grow your business, and grow your life. The Cartavera Tribe is a membership program like nothing else you've seen. In addition to training and resources, you'll also have access to Craig and Jeff, as well as masterminds, coaching, implementation plans, game days that challenge your thinking and accelerate your growth, and a personal growth Sherpa who will be your guide on the side to help you achieve your biggest goals. You can find out more at cardivera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. Or just click the link in the show notes. Welcome back. One of the worst things that you can possibly ask right out of the gate is, so what do you do? Oh my God. I hate that question. I hate it. I, I won't ask it. And when someone asks me, now I will tell you this, when someone asks me, I actually answer it indirectly because one of the things I've taught when I've taught networking or relationship building is to flip that question in your mind because people ask it because they've been told to ask it. Right. But here's the truth. No one really cares what you do. No one <laughs> cares what you do, right? but they're asking the question because that's the thing. So what I tell people is when someone says to you, what do you do? Flip it in your brain and hear it as this. What do you do to serve or add value to your clients? Yes, absolutely. Answer and that question. Because most people describe, they list, they don't even answer the question, by the way. They, they sort of, they describe, they label it. Well, what do you do? I'm an accountant. I'm a lawyer. I'm in website development. I'm a consultant. Well, that's not what you do, actually. That's a <laughs> label on what you do, and that's playing right. the game. Now, yep. Craig, I do want to, I want to put you on the spot a minute. So you mentioned this. There's a lot of people, let's face it, out there today. I know them. I'm not going to mention them that are teaching people to go out and set goals at a networking event on the number of people they're going to meet. Yeah. What do you say to them? If they're setting goals for the number of people, if it's anything north of about three, I'm going to say, you know, that's, you're, you're not building for the long term. What you're doing is you're, you're trying to be transactional. And let me show you a better way. Go in to help. Go in to be there and bring in, I mean, if you think about when you're walking into a room, just think about the 200 people that you have walking in behind you. That is your network that you are bringing to bear to solve people's problems. And when you are there to solve people's problems, then 
there, it's a very different conversation. It's a very different kind of relationship when you're coming from that place of service rather than coming from that place of, I want to be served. Yeah. I, well, I'm with you, Craig. I, I tell people regularly, if you have a goal, any significant number of meeting certain people that proves to me you're transactional, right? It just proves that you're playing a numbers game. And I've had situations where people have been trying to pull me away. So oh, you got to go meet this person. Usually I won't. If I'm involved in a conversation, I'm present for that. I'm not going to leave until we're ready to move on from it. Absolutely. And what I think happens is people can get in their comfort zone of, you know, talking to one person, you know, a couple of things that I would share that I think are real important points. A lot of people look as events as the goal, but it's not. To me, going to some sort of event, it serves one purpose, which is to meet some people that you can have a one-on-one with. Yes. I've told people, if you have enough one-on-ones and introductions to new people, don't go to, I don't go to events. I didn't go to events in Cleveland the last five years because I wanted to meet new people. I did. I went to learn something and see people I already knew right. because they would introduce me to people I didn't know. Yep. So you've got to sort of look at where you're at in your business and not just in your business, but I I want to throw this in, Craig. I I told you, and I mentioned earlier on the interview that a month or so ago, I changed my whole program the morning of. And the reason I changed it is I realized something brand new about this is I knew it was about relationships. I knew that it was about, and we may talk more about earning the right, but what struck me is, and I said it to the crowd what if the purpose of networking is to learn and enrich your life with people? Oh, yeah. What if that is actually the purpose? And then how we do it varies depending on what exactly is going on. Am I the leader who's looking for some other leaders around me to provide feedback? Am I in a sales role? Am I in a career search? Whatever's going on, if I start with the idea that I'm looking to learn and enrich my life through people, now I'm going to ask questions and listen. I'm really going to get to know people because every conversation, the big umbrella is about self-enrichment and life enrichment. And I believe now, I'm really starting to believe this, that that mindset is the only way to do networking without becoming transactional. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's the trap. If I need something, how do I not be transactional when I want something? I've got to get that out of the way. And to me, it's looking at a broader, just in a broader purpose of networking. So I think Zig Ziglar said it best. You can have anything you want in life as long as you help enough other people get what they want. That is wisdom that goes down and will continue to live on through the ages. My concern is not with the philosophy, but how many people think they're doing it when they're not. Right. I mean, here's the thing I would love. I've done this as an exercise. (laughs) You know, most people that you, when you look at their business cards, it's it's popular now to put the word relationship on it. I'm a relationship (laughs) manager. I'm the client relationship development director. I said, wouldn't it be cool to have someone that was really honest and had a business card that said, I am transactional. (laughs) I'm here to get as much as I can from you as quick as I can. It would at least be refreshing, wouldn't it? Yeah, right. It would would stand out in the crowd for sure. I think another good quote is from Churchill. We make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. Mm. 
And when you really think about relationships, relationships are annuities. And Jeff, what is an annuity? Well, yeah, an annuity is something that I can invest in and it starts and it pays dividends. It pays out for a lifetime. That's right. Exactly. And that's what relationships are. If we build them right, if we walk in and we just hand out business cards, that is not relationship building. It is not building an annuity. And it is not what you were talking about, about sowing and reaping. It is, it is just purely transactional. And so I think we've, we've beaten this horse pretty, pretty badly so far, but I think you have um, a really interesting perspective on the three no's. You want to share that? Mm, yeah, everybody hears that and thinks it's nose like N-O, and they're actually K-N-O-W-S, the three no's. The first level is who do you know? And these are the people that go out and meet a lot of people, collect about a, collect a lot of business cards, and then they sit around and say, wow, I know a lot of people. They also may tend to name drop. Right. And they'll say someone's name as if they know them. And I've actually gotten to the point that I am very specific when I talk about someone I know, I will literally tell them how well I know them. Yeah. If I've met them once, I will say, you know, I don't know them well. I met them once. I'm not even sure they would remember me. So I'm very specific. So someone knows, well, wow, this person's really being genuine. So the first no is, who do you know? So that actually is easy. I'm sorry. So let me pause you there. And as we're talking about that, who do you know? When you're talking about you let people know how well you know them, when you're talking to them, if I'm making an introduction, somebody has, I've just met, seems like a good person. I'm going to make an introduction. I will let the person I'm introducing them to know that I don't know them well, but I think that this may be a good connection for them. So the second no is who knows you? And what that means is you've really built a relationship with them. And what I mean by that is it's the fact that not only have they met you, but you guys, have the two of you have started to connect. And so I'm going to acknowledge knowing you. You may have met me, but you made a good impression on me. I know I can trust you even in that initial meeting. So I now know you. And that to me is, that's good networking. That's positive, it's strong, it's a good foundation to start with. Mm -hmm. But then the third level is really the holy grail. <laughs> and the holy grail, I say, is who do they know? And that means you've built a relationship deep enough and enough trust that they are willing to very confidently not only introduce you to the people they know, but recommend you to the people they know. Ooh, that's a really good point, Jeff. Because that's the difference. You know, we all say we want a referral. No, what we really want is an introduction. And at the, the, the high level of who do they know are the people who are raving fans. And yes. I will tell you, I feel very blessed because the way I approach networking, which is really building relationships and about adding value, I am regularly introduced to people and they'll either say, you need to hire Jeff <laughs> or at a minimum, they'll say, you have to meet Jeff. You're going to find a conversation with him fascinating. Yeah. Your life is going to be better off because of this conversation, no matter where it goes. That's that upper level of who do they know, because that is based upon trust. There can't be any transaction in it. It doesn't happen at that level. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So, Craig, there's one thought I had. I want to get your take on it. And I know we've talked about a shared philosophy here. But a phrase I think about a lot in how I approach relationship building is I'm always thinking, how do I earn the right? Yeah. 
I'm, I have to earn the right, not just to their business. I have to earn the right to a follow-up call, to a meeting, to anything. And for me, what that means is I'm in the giver's mindset. Right. And I have to earn the right to everything with you. I think sometimes we get caught up with, I just somehow deserve something from you. you. <laughs> I made an introduction for you. So you owe me something. Oh my God. Well, we're going to introductions. <laughs> hint, hint, spoiler alert. That is not relational. That's a transactional. <laughs> yes. I would say that as you get into creating relationships, you may be thinking initially, okay, I need to get something as well. And so you're thinking this quid pro quo perspective of, okay, I'm going to give something in order to get something. But once you do that, you become transactional and you are transparent. People will see right through that. You give because you want to give with no expectation of return. What I have found is about 20% of the people will actually reciprocate. Now that means that you're giving a whole bunch more than you're getting, but I don't know if you believe in karma or, you know, some other grand, you know, universal philosophy, but what goes out comes back. So Craig, let's talk a little bit about very specific strategies. You and I together could spend hours and that'll be another program <laughs> down the road with right. lots of strategies. But if you were to pick out a single strategy around networking and relationship building, an activity strategy, what's one that comes to mind for you? One of the key things that I've learned is that your messaging is scalable. And when I, what I mean by that is when I first talk to somebody, I'm going to throw out a sentence. You know, it's basically, oh, this is what I do, but it, it's really more of this is who I serve and this is what I do for them and just leave it. Just let it, let it linger. And if somebody says, oh, really? Well, that's interesting. What you really want from them is to say, oh, how do you do that? Or, oh, wow, tell me more. And once they do that, they've opened the door for your paragraph. Now you give them a paragraph. If they're still interested beyond that, then you can either continue the conversation or you just say, look, you know, we could talk about this for a while. Let's just set up a one-on-one -on -one outside of this networking event. I don't want to take you from, you know, meeting some other people or, you know, if you just want to get deeper into the relationship building, certainly do that as well. I love that. I didn't realize I was already doing that. <laughs> one, of the, one of the ways I've done that in the last couple of years is when people ask that question, what do you do? Which again, I hate. I'll often say, I'll talk a little bit about what I'll do, but I'll say when it comes down to it, I'm really all about leadership and snow globes. <laughs> Huh? Tell I, me more. And then I stop. Exactly. And they always want to know about snow globes, which I tell them it's a core part of my message. And it's interesting at, at big conferences, I've had people say, you know, I've met a couple hundred people here and nobody's memorable. But every time I see you, you're the snow globe guy. Right. So it's not just, we could say it's a trick, but it's not because it's genuine. It's a true part of my message. Yeah. It's who I am. It's an essence of one of my messages about leadership and it's sticky. It sticks with people. So I love that one, Craig. Absolutely. And when I, when I give somebody my big think card, my title is chief thinkologist. And so people look at it and they, they chuckle and it's memorable for them in the same way that, you know, the, the snow globe is for you. I love that one, Craig. And one of the things that I have found a very specific approach or strategy is when I sit down with someone, I just start asking questions. I'm asking questions oh, yeah. about them. I'm ask, trying to get to know them, but I just keep asking questions. I want to know about their business. 
Who do they serve? Now, by the way, I've made an initial decision that I know, like, or trust them, which right. we make in about 30 to 60 seconds. Right. And I dive right into questions. And what I find is at the end of that conversation, often it's been very one-sided about them. And what typically is the outcome is at the end, they'll say, oh my God, I can't believe it's been an hour, an hour and a half or two hours. I need to learn more about you. When can we get together again? Right. It's not really a tactic. It is a mindset, which is I'm going to come in here and dive deep to learn about you because I really want to know. And, and you know what? I will come second and that's okay. Oh my gosh, that is such a refreshing perspective. And it's that curiosity factor and it is the genuine caring. I know you and I know that you're coming from that place of you genuinely do like everybody you meet or almost everybody. For me, I'm going to throw a second one out there. And that is that when you go to a networking event, if you have any semblance of discomfort, bring a friend. And this is what I call buddy networking. You know, I've, I've heard from different people, you know, maybe you're introverted or maybe you just don't know this particular group, whatever it is. If you bring a buddy with you who knows what you do, and I'm going to be very specific about that. They know what you do and how you do it. And they have some of your stories and you have their stories and you know what they do. You are super, super effective when you are networking together. Because now when somebody asks you the question, what do you do? You just say, hey, Jeff, what do you think? Boom, Jeff now tells my story. I don't, I don't speak about me. And it, it also has that calming influence of, I have somebody that I can go into the corner with and just talk for a little bit if I need to recharge. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So Craig, I think this is all good stuff. And this, is, this benefits anyone for no matter what purpose they're doing. So what I want to yeah. close out with, and I know we're going to do more on this. Certainly we'll be doing some programs through Cardovera on this, on networking and the broader definition, but you know, what is the closing thought? What's that closing giveaway that you can offer folks here to think about when they go out doing what we call networking? I would say that you need to be focused on the long term. Don't think that right now is where your need is and therefore you're going to go out and you're going to get everything that you need in this moment. Prepare your network before you need it. Harvey McKay said it really well, dig your well before you're thirsty. In other words, be networking, let me rephrase that, be relationship building so that down the road, when you do have a need, when you have somebody who is in need that you want to serve because you've built these relationships, when you have the network, you have strength, you have power, you have comfort in the storm. One of the great stories I remember about networking is a friend of mine, Jeff Raxlin, we actually we're business partners at one point. And Jeff is a consummate networker. He is one of the most systematic people related to networking that I know. He is very consistent. He will follow up with people and he makes sure that he stays in touch with people over time. One of the things that we did was Jeff and I created a networking event. We had about 50 people every month that would come in. And during one of those events, he met a couple. And this couple lived in the mountains and they wanted to move to Raleigh. But what Jeff did, what Jeff did is he actually helped both of them get jobs within about two weeks. So they both had jobs in Raleigh. They were able to move here and it was all because Jeff had the network already built. So that's a great example of having an asset that you can use to help other people. 
You know, thanks, Craig. I love that one. And for me, what comes to mind is, and we really haven't talked about it a lot on this session, we have on others is be present. Oh my gosh, yes. Be present and be curious. Yeah. Because curiosity leads to questions. And if you're genuinely curious, it means you're going to actually listen to the answers, not with an agenda, not with a goal in mind, but just to genuinely listen. And that means being present. We live in a distracted world. And this is more than just turning off or putting aside your phone. It's being fully present for that person. We've got another podcast episode on presence. Go back and see number three to learn more about being present. But to me, that is the secret sauce of networking, which is really about relationship building because relationships grow from people who are genuinely connected to each other. That requires that we are genuinely here for each other. So yeah, be curious and be present. Great conversation, Craig. As we've said earlier, we'll be back and hitting a lot of these topics going forward with the Impact Leadership Podcast as well as Cartavera. So for now, get out there, meet, connect, listen, be present, and help people succeed. It's the greatest path to success is to help others succeed. If you like this podcast, you'll love the Cartavera Tribe. The Cartavera Tribe is a community of growth-committed leaders who want to connect, engage, and grow themselves, their people, and their businesses. Cartavera is a leadership development ecosystem with training, coaching, assessments, and events to challenge you and help you grow. And the Cartavera Tribe is a membership like none other. You'll get live access to Craig and Jeff where you can ask questions, as well as masterminds where you can get answers from other leaders who've already solved your greatest challenges. You'll have access to additional interviews and a variety of courses, tools, and resources to help you achieve your biggest goals. We have monthly game days where we have challenges and competitive games to help you grow your leadership capabilities. And you'll get a personal growth Sherpa who will guide you to help you reach your growth goals. To find out more, go to cartavera.com. That's C-A-R-D-I-V-E-R-A.com. See you on the inside. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. out.